Today's episode of Times Ours is brought to you by Central Bank. Strong Roots, Endless Possibilities isn't just a statement. It's Central Bank's past and future. It's their successes and challenges. It's more than 110 years of service that spans across 140 plus locations. Strong Roots, Endless Possibilities means they're here for you. Learn more at centralbank.net, member FDIC. that time jersey so much for the quiet part of the offseason guys um goodness gracious the the nfl draft that happened six months ago right because (laughs) 900 things have happened all weird ones all weird stuff has happened around the kansas city chiefs in the time since then and it's a good thing you got your friendly neighborhood times ours podcast with you to talk about it all uh, Nate, how are you currently faring as the Chiefs bring little, little, little morsels of weird news in the time since the draft? Um, it's been fine. It's Cinco de Mayo <laughs> as we record this. Um, who knows where this episode will go from here on out? But I'm, 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 I'm good. Uh, it would be nice if this news, and I've told Seth this, if this news did not occur as I'm trying to eat dinner with my family in a um, <laughs> pandemic, but at the same time, uh, they are keeping things relatively interesting, uh, given yeah. it's, again, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, this is usually the time when NFL news starts to like slow down, but that's not the case because who knows when facilities are going to open up, who knows if we're even going to have anything close to a mandatory minicamp. The team is doing, like, you know, expense reports, essentially, on WebEx, like, from their homes, uh, looking at, like, you know, scheme evaluations and what packages and personnel they want to put into the system as if they were playing Madden altogether from their basements. Um, It's a weird time, but I'm doing great. Seth, how's the last week and change been for you as... uh... As we've as we've just soldiered on, I, I I know I know you have a current sort of backyard animal situation that's slowly uh, spiraling out of control. <laughs> I'm a little like I, I hate to do this two episodes in a row, Josh, but I'm a little upset with you. Oh God, I again? sent you two pictures of my ducks, and not a single response. It's been like an hour, man. I've it, I've been listen. I don't want to give away the full timeline of how my life has gone the last few hours in the next few hours but i've been very busy i'm looking oh these are my ducks are very cute these are wow seth i'm looking at them right now these are ducking wonderful (laughs) excuse me ducking wonderful my 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 life is good i've got seven chickens and three ducks kind of wandering around i'm moving in now 17 days and like my brain is melting with panic so that's (laughs) cool but you know we're excited we're moving into the new house and I've heard that whenever you're in the middle of an already stressful time, adding a move to it is really great for your marriage. So I'm excited about that. Um, you know? And so, yeah, life is good, man. This is my first time <laughs> doing a podcast, doing a Times Ours in in my new abode. Yeah. And I will tell you, as someone who just yes. finished moving, Seth, it is so fun to move at any point, <laughs> especially right now. Also, I basically live in a castle of cardboard boxes. They're still all here, mostly you- full. <laughs> We we're 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 kind of pros at this point, yeah. but like it it, it, be, it there's no easy way to move, Mm-mm. and so we're just gonna do it. One thing we got going for us is we don't have an outdate on the house we're currently in, ah. so we can kind of take our time That's with nice. it, you know, and you know maybe fix a few of the things my screaming hooligan horde <laughs> has destroyed, <laughs> like. That's one thing, like, guys, seriously, like, I'm just I'm just going to be real with you guys for a second. With, like, the stay-at-home thing and with, like, the ch- kids not being in school anymore, my wife is going to straight-up murder someone within the next few weeks. Like, like I'm saying this quietly because if, if you hear something like, you know, oh, you know, it was an accident, you know, oh, Seth died in his sleep. No, I didn't. You're, you're, you're saying and theoretical, you- correct? Just, just for the... Just for the for the record, the, the, theoretically, um, I think this would be, yeah. I think this would be admissible in court, though, right? I, you're the lawyer. You should make sure this evidence can be. Me. <laughs> no, I just for, Seth, uh, blink, for... Seth blink four times if we need to help you. Also, this is a podcast, so we're just gonna have to guess. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, I, I I'm just gonna let the 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 listener. I'm counting on you guys. You know, you've got some of those like podcasts that are like you know started up to solve unsolved mysteries. Oh, yeah, make this about my death oh. and understand what happened to Seth. Just it'll be like one of those murder mystery things, yeah. which we did by, as a family, by the way, the other night, because that's how bored we're getting. <laughs> Someone sent it to us by mail, you know, yeah. and you get like the police reports and you do the murder mystery thing. That's fun, and like you. It, it actually was so fun. <laughs> Except it gave your wife a bunch of new ideas. Yeah, no, yeah, she's definitely going to drown me and then set the house on fire. So watch out for that in particular. Uh, Nate and Danielle, good news for us is that whenever the football season doesn't happen because of the coronavirus, we can just make this uh, time... Time was his, I think is the name of our, <laughs> of our true crime podcast. Chronicle Time, time's up. Time, ooh, the story of Time's up is better. Time's up is better. Well, that's another thing, though. No, you don't want that. Time's up is another, like, hashtag that you, you don't want to be associated with. So we're going to have to go with time was up, I think. Maybe? We'll figure it out. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Times hours? Like, with an H? Maybe? I don't... Hmm. We'll figure Ooh. it out. Times his? No. Times... Oh, that's... Times... Uh, times hers? Because it's hers. She's finally The happy. times is yeah. hers. <laughs> Times He's merged hours. <laughs> Nothing? No, that one's the worst one, isn't it? Well, we've got time. Mer- well, that's I don't not know bad. how much time. We've got <laughs> right. some time. Yeah, you guys have plenty of time to decide this. Mine is desperately cl- ticking away. Well, uh, Rest in peace, Seth. Yeah, Seth, the Seth Kaiser Memorial <laughs> hey, episode thanks. of Times Ours. Uh, I was going to say it's brought to you by and then give you fake sponsors. We have real sponsors later. So we'll save that. Put that on the back burner. He really and, lit up uh, a room. He really lit up a room. That's what, that's what I'll say. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, thanks, Danielle. Speaking of lighting up in places you shouldn't be, are we talking about Bashad Breland? Oh. I needed a segue, and Danielle gave me one. That was honestly, that was perfect. Thank you, Danielle. I was that, really flying. That was You're the- welcome allegedly lighting up where you shouldn't. Sorry, thank you, lawyer Seth Kaiser. Yeah. Uh, Bashad Breland got arrested in South Carolina. Uh, five misdemeanor charges. Um, and he, it, you've, pro- you've probably caught up on the news at this point, but it was... Possess- I'm, I'm not looking at any notes right now. This is how deep into the story I've gotten. Off the top of my head, I believe, mm-hmm. um, possession of a certain amount of marijuana that's, that's like, you know, not intent to sell, but it's like a recreational amount of marijuana. Yep. Uh, open container, mm-hmm. uh, resisting arrest, mm-hmm. no license, mm-hmm. and oh, I'm missing one. Can, um, there it was related. It was related to alcohol, like an That's open container adjacent charge. Um, not I, a DUI or just, DWI or whatever. Correct. For the no, Josh, let me let me jump in for a minute here. Please, you want to know you want to know what a citation like that is. That is a, we're really irritated with you, so we're going to find every single thing yeah. and charge you with it. That is a, I cannot believe, and, and look, I have no idea, uh, full disclosure, I'm a prosecutor, I've worked on the defense side, I think most people know that. We have no idea the full thing, we've seen some video, not the whole thing, all that stuff. But that that's what that ticket screams to me, if I had an officer call me after with an in custody because i handle some in custodies you know once a month it's my rotation i would say so that guy ticked you off huh mm-hmm. because that is a i cannot believe you made us arrest you and not just give you a citation citation that's what that usually means when they throw everything out there possible it's because they're annoyed the other one you're right was there, there was uh having alcohol in a vehicle open and then also <laughs> okay here this I'm, I'm quoting now from a report from nate taylor of the athletic Having alcohol in a vehicle with the seal broken and having an open container of beer in a motor vehicle. That is, I mean, come on. (laughs) That is great. That is the most like, look, man, we're mad at you. That's what that is. Yeah. In my opinion, I could be wrong. Maybe officers do it different in South Carolina, but that that was their, they're mad. I mean, some things are done differently in South Carolina. Well, I mean, it's (laughs) in... Is it a a place of South Carolina that I did not know existed until this um, altercation occurred? Um, Again, it's it's been a week, but even then, with the video that was released through TMZ, because of course, um, Mm it they always it's a big it's a big misunderstanding from everyone involved. Um, The 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 two things that I won't completely understand 
were the first one is okay, Bashar Breland alleges in his version of events that there were two men that he was not associated with, had no prior knowledge to, just occasionally threw a more a marijuana blunt in his car and then tried to exit the scene. Uh, I'm trying to say this as best I possibly can, because, I mean, that always happens at a gas station. Um, <laughs> I've been going to the wrong gas station. Yeah. Dude, they give you, if you go to the right gas station, so much free marijuana just flies in your car. That's expensive, <laughs> I imagine. Right. And then when they search your car, it's like, well, clearly that's more than the suggested blunt that was um, released into your vehicle. And then stand sec- there fast. <laughs> and then secondly, <laughs> at no point should the police officer, oh. based on probable cause, oh. as like loose a definition as anyone could have under reasonable, you know, yep. common sense. Is there really a reason the police officer needs the cell phone at this case? Oh, and then God, man. why is Marshawn oh, Breland agreed God. to give said no. self he, cell phone? Oh. Okay, I'm going to tag back in again. Yeah, please. So I've, I've, I've watched the video, and basically, I mean, you know, resisting arrest, what I saw in the video is enough to get him convicted of resisting arrest. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, resisting arrest isn't just, you know, it's not full-fledged throwing punches. Then it would right. be like a fourth-degree assault or something like that. Look, right. I, I'm just telling you, people, look, here's the deal. I understand that there are law enforcement officers out there who shouldn't be law enforcement officers, and there are bad cops, and, and I understand that people are spooked when they're in the middle of, of a situation, but you cannot help yourself. By pulling away, pushing away, trying to get back in your vehicle especially. Don't get back in your vehicle. They don't know what's in your vehicle. They don't know if you're about to start the car and drive off, starting a dangerous vehicular pursuit. Most of these guys have seen training videos where people get shot, like, immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not on one side or another. Breland made some really bad decisions here, though. He's, like, pulling away and all this. It, that's never going to make any... Someone asked me that. Does that ever make anything better? I was like, no. No. That always makes it worse. Always. Because you see the guy on the radio the whole time like, well, they're coming. They're coming. And this is going to end one way or another. And it's just so bad. And then also, I think what happened was, I think he was just, you know, he kind of wanted to get away. And he was like, how is this happening? Oh, no. This is going to affect my contract. And then once he kind of cooled out a little bit, he swung way too far in the other direction of compliance. I'm yes. a prosecutor, and if a law enforcement agency, if a law, if an officer of the law asked me, Seth, can I go through your phone? I'm going to say, sure, if you show me a warrant that's signed by a judge. Absolutely. Right. And I would be very nice about it. I wouldn't be cocky about it, but this is not... Come on. So he like the pendulum here. He somehow managed. There are people that are way too cooperative with law enforcement. People who don't cooperate enough. And he somehow was both of them in the span of 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It, it might not even been 20. It may have been 10 based on me reading the <laughs> yeah. rep. And it happened so fast. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I know that there are Chiefs fans probably wondering, okay, what's it going to, what's this all going to trickle out to if and when we play football again? Um, and I sort of, yeah, think that it'll be somewhere in the three to four game suspension range just because, you know, even before, and this came out, you know, basically on this uh, earlier, or excuse me, last week, but, you know, the league had already um, told the Chiefs, the player Bashad Breeland and his agency that, you know, uh, we, we have you for a failed test in terms of the substance abuse policy, which is, i.e. marijuana, and in the old CBA that's been now ratified with the new CBA, that is still a four-game suspension, but based on the new ratified CBA, that's supposed to be reduced to a um, to a lesser suspension or a lesser punishment, so it should go from like four games to two if this is adjudicated uh, the way that everybody assumes based on what I, you know, who I talk to in and around the league and even from the Chiefs perspective where, okay, if you're already, if you already have a four-game suspension before you get arrested... <laughs> Okay, that's probably going to go from like eh, four to three, four to two, and then they're going to add two to three, three to four, um, based on you um, violating the personal conduct policy, which really has not changed outside of maybe um, Roger Goodell won't have you know com- complete control over the appeal process, over the initial suspension, and obviously whatever the end result will be. So that could go to a third-party person, a third party 
uh, arbiter. But I think if you're a Chiefs fan, it's like, wow, there was, you know, a police officer was on the verge of tasing Bashar Breeland and then went from tasing to potentially, okay, I got to get my firearm out because um, he is resisting arrest or is not complying to a lawful uh, command. And thankfully, nothing tragic really occurred. And now he's probably not going to start the season um, with the team for at least three to four weeks is based on my best guess of talking to everybody. But yeah, I mean, one of the more we didn't need this to happen, happen stories that happened, if that makes sense. Uh, the other thing is, you guys, I've I've legitimately now talked about this story from like six different angles, and I feel like you guys have covered like five of them very, very well. So just to add the one other thing, I do think it's great that in South Carolina, this all starts because marijuana is the devil's lettuce, and we got to get that bleep out of here. I think that's great work. I think we're doing a great job as a country. That's where this started. Is it, yeah. it's a li- it feels it, a little it, silly. It feels a little silly to me that it, and obviously it spiraled and Breland made a bunch of poor choices uh, to Seth's point on both sides of under and over compliance. But I <laughs> do like the starting point of all of this does feel a little bit silly. It wasn't a DWI or DUI or anything felonious, but also like infinite missteps in like every direction, like a, a, literally a comical yeah, number of and missteps. And the, the funny thing too, and this is, this is really the, 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 the most, um, interesting part that is not like in the serious category at no point did he take a breathalyzer based on my understanding at no point was he intoxicated or under the influence but yet there were still two corona beers open and patron open and he was still (laughs) he was still operating at a level that i'm like I just wanted to know more answers to that i mean like you you just gonna open two coronas and two patron and not and like all right cool (laughs) I just, I I need to know answers. They they could have, in theory, with the fact pattern on in the report, which obviously you know we'll see as time goes by. Right. Reports aren't always accurate, um, but w- it'll be interesting because really with the fact pattern there, I, I think you could have had PC that he was driving, and and under the influence. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know whether they did like a a test on him or anything like that. And so they might have given him a break there in terms of the D dub, mm-hmm. which again that that's not me speculating that he was using and driving. All, I mean, it, 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 according to the report, right. it sounds like it all, he was out it all leads. Blunt, yeah, it all leads to like I don't know educated guesses at this point of trying to understand the the whole picture. Correct. And we're not going to get that for, and you know this more than us, Seth. But I mean, we're not going to get the picture like the full picture of this for like at least a month or two. Oh, well, probably longer. It, it depends on what South Carolina is doing with their court system. Right now, the criminal system, um, from a judicial standpoint, in Minnesota at least, is basically frozen unless someone's in custody. Like, they're not having hearings, which just, again, the system's not really built for that, so they're going to have to figure something out, but maybe ITV, I don't know. Anyway, um, so right now, the, they might not even have a, a hearing for a few months, because everything right now it, that's prioritized are people who are in custody, right? And, you know, speedy demands, that type of thing. So you, we might not find out much there. Now, the thing about criminal stuff as opposed to like, you know, the Tyree Kill child protection case last year, this stuff should be a matter of public record. And so more information should come out. Because, you know, the, the stuff that Breland's attorneys put out and the stuff he tweeted yep. about. Okay, side note. It's good. Yeah, you have a right. People are always misquoting their rights and it drives me crazy, but you do have a right to remain silent and you should exercise that right. I understand that you want to defend yourself, but until your criminal charges are done, if you want to tweet out, I did nothing wrong. Keep it vague. Don't put in a story that that you can later be pinned back to. Because here's what can happen. If he chooses to testify in his own defense, which with the defense that he's pinned himself to, he almost has to. If his story varies at all, or or the stuff he tweeted doesn't match at all, that's going to be grounds for the prosecutor to do what's called impeaching you as a witness. Which basically just means, you said this, that's not what happened, is it? And then it kind of hangs in the air that... 
Well, everything else you say is probably a lie, isn't it? Most attorneys don't go that far to say that second part. because Yeah, it's implied. Right. It's implicit. But just don't tweet. Yeah, don't tweet about your criminal stuff. Also, because you know what's much more common? You all want to know how I and social services figure out how people are really doing on their case plans and whether or not they're using when they, social media. Keep mm-hmm. your stuff off social media, people. And so just don't do not do a lot of things what Bashad Breland did here. I agree. It all escalated from a crazy place in terms of, you know, if people want to smoke weed at home, whatever. I don't really care. But, like, don't do not do all of these things that he did because mm-hmm. you're just asking for – you're asking for more trouble than you need. Honestly, if you are smoking a blunt on the sidewalk and an officer comes up and says, I'm going to give you a citation, the fact that you don't agree with the law has very little to do with whether or not you're going to get a citation. And so just take your citation. If you're nice about it, they'll put, they'll treat it like a speeding ticket 9,999 9, times out of 10,000. They'll treat it like a speeding ticket. Be like, come on, man, put that blunt out. I'm going to take that. See you later. Come on. And you'll be like, yeah, sorry, dude. And... That'll be it. They might even joke around with you about it. Just don't do what he did. But do give him your phone, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, if Tom Brady again, these are, <gasps> this, he, these are not apples to apples. But if Tom, <laughs> who is not Tom Brady's officer. like? You want to know if I deflated footballs, y'all? Shred everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady would be an excellent criminal defendant client because he just like, oh man. He got but, four games. He was like, oh, no, give me four games and never look at my phone. And we'll just do that instead. Like, <laughs> Yep. So yeah. So that's the moral. Football wise, I assume unless something bad happens. Nate, I'm glad you shared and reported some of that stuff. I didn't know some of that stuff. I mean... They'll still have them down the stretch, right. mm-hmm. barring something crazy happening. And for this Chiefs team, it's all about yep. December and yeah, January if, and February, because this this is what, a team yeah. that's making the playoffs. And so that yeah, that's that, what that's it's all right. about. And, and I and I know some people have said, well, you know, if he's if, if he's resisting arrest, like is he is he already in enough trouble to be released from the team? Um, and the two-part answer to that is he is a starter and is valuable. And the second part of that is if you do that now, and this was such a tricky situation and very murky, and it led to a lot of a mix emotions, and I remember feeling it towards the end of the 2018 season. Um, if you release him now, you set a precedent that he has taken just misdemeanor charges and if it's proven, you know, say months later, like Seth suggested that this was made bigger than it was, a, you know, than it should have been. Or even if he's like, you know, absolved of all charges, no matter if they were misdemeanor versus like felony or whatever, like you, you could be setting a bad precedent for the franchise moving forward. So that's why he's still on the team and they're going to wait wisely for the whole legal process to, you know, play itself out. Um, before making a decision. I know a lot of people were asking, well, why, you know, Kareem Hunt's situation was so unique because that case, in essence, was already closed and the video coming to light um, proved all the inaccuracies within even the report uh, from the police standpoint and what Kareem Hunt had told his employers, um, whether that be Andy Reid, Brett Veach, Clark Hunt, and that led to his, you know, being removed from the team. So it's it's slightly different, but the two reasons why he's still on the team is he has legitimate value. He, by and large, is a good citizen outside of this one moment that we now know. And two, you just have to wait to see how everything goes before making a decision because it's not like he's going to be the last Chiefs player ever to face some sort of legal um, issue in the future. And one sort of other, like... Uh, implications for the future thing kind of a positive and a negative what that again you guys are right down the stretch is what matters the one thing that's a little bit different that's not great is that there's only one first round buy now and if you do drop a game you're not supposed to and i'm not necessarily saying that the drop from breland is going to cost them a game in the first four or six weeks or whatever but the margin for error for the one seed is slimmer now which i do think is just worth thinking about 
Um, but the positive, though, is that that's going to be some great opportunities right out of the gate for Christian Fulton. Step in as CB1, you know, him and Traverius Ward. That duo, you know, maybe Brinley doesn't get his job back. All of these, all of these are real possibilities. Um, oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm getting. Hold on. I'm getting my ear right now. Hold on. They didn't. Wait. The Chiefs didn't take Christian Fulton at 32. <laughs> what did they take? They took a running back. That's not helpful at all. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Good luck. Good luck, Bo Pete. Good luck, Legarius and Bo Pete. One of you guys got to play. Nope. Seth didn't even entertain that. Nope. Seth had no time for my bold bleep. Absolutely none. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure I, I'm, I'm sure if we had a, a player in-house who wasn't good enough to compete for the job, he would definitely be the season saver as a rookie, as many 30-second pick rookie cornerbacks are. I'm sure they would have, in the first five starts, I'm sure he would have just been locked down. So it's unfortunate that we missed yeah, out on no, that, that, that guy. I mean, look, I... I don't. I don't know if Clyde edwards Alaire is going to hop in the slot either. Sort of just my concern. So you know, it's. I get he it. He probably uh, would be better than potato, any corner potato that taken there. Yeah, that's good. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, in that that's, first five games, we've come. We've we've come. We've come to a reasonable place now. We've done it. We've done it. <laughs> I would rather have Christian Fulton play running back and corner at the same time. It's as reasonable as expecting that a rookie had they drafted a rookie in the first round that that would have helped with this situation, and it's just well, as reasonable, other, maybe but, slightly less. But it's. But right now, it's probably either signing another veteran or Sneed, though, right? Like, getting significant playing time, if we're going to look down that line just a little bit. Because, like, Fenton and Ward are definitely playing. Right. And then it is going to be a rookie. Unless they add somebody else. Or maybe they just, maybe it's a ton of Matthew in the slot. I'd be stunned if they didn't add somebody else. I, I would have been stunned if they didn't add somebody else, mm-hmm. even had this not happened. They let a lot of veterans go early, though, for for less than Breland. I mean, we talked about it at the time, but yeah, the the, the market's just pretty thin at this point. There was a reason. Yeah. That, there, yeah, there was a, probably better than Logan, a rookie, though. Probably better <laughs> than. Ryan, say, well, there was a reason they drafted <laughs> I mean, two two cornerbacks in this draft class. I mean, the 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 need is there. Yeah, there you go. Yep, it just right. but it does. And, mean and it's it, a again, this though. this all and this yes. all goes back to what we mentioned. It, it's probably in the previous episode. Like it all goes back to like. How quickly do you think your coaching staff, which now has you know a year under its belt, can can sort of scheme its way to prevent you know what could be a glaring weakness? Absolutely, that's going to be a tough job for Spagnuolo. Well, that was all a little bit. That was all a little bit heavy. You guys want to? You guys want to lighten up real quick? Yeah, I'd love to. Friends, I am just tickled to introduce a new sponsor to Times Ours. If you're bored in the house. Bored in the house, bored, bored in the house, bored. Why not spend some time on yourself? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure you are well-groomed above and below the belt. Manscaped is here promoting clean hygiene when it comes to shaving. Thanks to their Lawnmower 3.0, this is... This is incredible. I mean, I think it's a dream pair. This is incredible. God, somebody's been listening, and I appreciate them. So here's the thing, guys. I right now, here's where I'm at right now. Okay, I'm gonna have to admit some. I'm gonna have to admit. Listen, you're gonna learn a lot in the next two minutes. All right, don't fast forward. I got the talking point section in the email. It, it gives gives some talking points that I will tell you a few of to help you know about learn more about this product. But it says choose a few below or talk about your own personal experience with the product. I I have not had personal experience with this product, but guys. Yesterday, yesterday, I was saying, you know what? I might, maybe I just need to go ahead and, and I need to commit on this part of my life being more well contained this way. Cause look, here's the thing is my, is my beard terribly impressive? No. But well have you ever, you ever seen, you ever seen me in a, you ever seen me in a, in a, in a tank top? You ever seen some of those? You ever seen me in a little V neck? See the chest hair peeking out? That's mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm showing you my cards. Yep. That's my life. Mm-hmm. Now look, the chest hair, I'm embr- that's my that's part of my hashtag brand. Everything else though, I don't I don't have to be a, a I don't have to be a yeti. I don't have to I don't have to go <laughs> I don't have to go to the the local neighborhood pool whenever we can have pools again if somebody wonders why Sasquatch is swimming around. I think maybe it's time that I that I get this part of my life figured out. So few parts of my life actually have been at this point. Give me this one. And I think I think Manscaped is gonna be I think it's gonna be the answer. So I asked both of you to share so much more information than anyone should know about any of us. 
What's your body here situation like? Okay. This... You thinking about Manscaped? You thinking, I don't know, the chest, back? I don't, are we going anywhere else? I don't even know anywhere else. I got some back hairs. I'm going to get rid of those. All right. They're dead. They're gone. They're already gone. I haven't gotten the, the, the lawnmower yet. Here we go. This is this is part of where I need to come in to again yeah. guide our fellow listeners in the quest mm-hmm. for true intimacy. Now, um, you're wondering: is this a part of Phase Four slash handling your business? Of course it is, and I could not recommend I could not recommend this product more. And I'm so glad that they have chosen to, you know embrace us as a podcast because handle your business because i i, I just I, I just feel like there's a certain section of the population that does a great job of handling their business and there's a mm-hmm. certain section of the population who could do better at handling their business and sure could while i have not used this product i can also say with great validity and urgency that i have handled certain parts of my own body's business. And I would agree that people do uh, the same, particularly if their loved ones uh, would appreciate and would be willing to accommodate them in handling stage four of said business. Here's another element of this. Don't be, don't be mixing up your face razor and your body razor, okay? This is for the body. You do not want any of that bacteria flying around. I, you don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> If, and also, you're, you're trying. You're trying. You're out there roughing it. You're out there. You got a, you got a machete working through your 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 chest hair. You got you got a machete around your back trying to figure out how exactly what angle you need to do so you don't accidentally cut an artery. Stop it. This has guards. Look, let me, I'm gonna read you a couple copy points. I'm kind of, I'll come back to you, Seth. I'm passionate about this. Yes. Precision engineered tools for your family jewels. That's on here. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. It is waterproof, cordless body trimmer, with a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. It's the third generation of the Lawnmower trimmer. I have a sentence that I'll read, and I've got a promo. I've got the whole thing coming. Go ahead. Okay. What I'm seeing, no cuts, no pulling or tugging, and most importantly, no hair. Now yep. I, I'm certain that I'm, I'm trying not to step on the toes of anything you need to read. I gotta tell you, I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking I might buy this because yeah. okay, I'm gonna come at this from the for 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 our happily married crowd or soon to be happily married crowd or hoping to be one day happily married crowd, okay, or in a significant sure. relationship. Look, I've been married for almost 13 years, and at that point. All you young studs out there that think you're really living the dream, going to clubs and maybe finding a woman once a month that likes you, well, hey, good for you. Once you get real intimacy, like my boy Nate just said, your 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 spouse can be honest with you. And you know what every single one says is disgusting? Your body hair. <laughs> no one wants that. No one wants that. So quit thinking, oh, I don't need to say Yes, you do. You're gross. Okay? You're gross. And if you really want to experience actual intimacy, you know what? Maybe do something for them a little bit. Don't be gross. Don't be disgusting. It will make your marriage better. I promise. I absolutely. This is a guarantee. If it doesn't work, DM Josh and explain to him exactly what happened in vivid detail. Vivid. And how detail. it went wrong. in vivid detail. But this is this is a simple. How much do you love your spouse? Stop being gross. This can help with that, because I assure you, it's not manly, fellas. It's not manly. It's gross. You're also going to feel better. You know, look. (laughs) You will. Yes, Josh, you go. Butt hair doesn't make anyone feel better. Okay? That's the tagline. That manscaped, butt hair doesn't make anyone feel better. If the copy does say this is the perfect package for your perfect package, and I kind of like just sort of the uplifting energy of that one. But you can get 20% off and free shipping with, I, I thought about just saying, hey, Manscaped, go ahead and drop, go ahead and I, I'll give you my address. Let's make this work. This is, I literally almost bought this yesterday. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. One word, all lowercase, no space in the athletic. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC and for a limited time, 
subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. You get the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC. Wow. I mean, again, just... We are doing you a service. I mean, Roman Roman better hear this and, and step his game up, okay? That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, Nate, what's that? If you were to guess on average how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities, basically a month. So if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. Enter Roman. Unbelievable. We got them both. <sighs> Handle your business. Look, it's... look. There ain't no better time. I know you thinking, well, it's just me, some walls, and maybe a couple people. There's no better time. Keep the self-respect. Keep the self-love flowing. Handle your business. That's also one of their... Okay, two new taglines. Butt hair never made anybody happier. And keep the self-love flowing. I want to go home. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home, which you're stuck in right now anyway. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. That's insanely fast, and you want that quickness right now. And if the doctor decides that the treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship you your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com time for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com time for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. This episode of, of, of Time's Ours is here to help you use this quarantine time to handle your business. I feel like we've achieved a calling here. We really have. I feel like we have been sent to bring the good news to you, dear listener, right through your earbuds. I'm on this site and giving really serious consideration to buying this. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I, look, you want to all all just do it? You want to boost the athletics numbers? Danielle's going to be like, oh, I can get it to you guys free. I want it for free. I want them to take my money because they're advertising with this podcast and that's a good service they're offering. You know you they know, have fellas, a how to use section on the website. Oh boy, you you know when, fellas and 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 lady, when 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 you can find your purpose. Do you assume there's one woman listening? Is that what you just did? Are you talking to Daniel? Well, Daniel, I couldn't tell. I'm talking yeah. to Daniel. Okay, I thought you were talking to all of our listeners. <laughs> like, hey, all of you guys listening, and the one woman who is still listening. No, no, no. I know. I know. Hey, there's probably three or four. We're in the huddle, um, right now. Yeah, and. You know, actually, we're on the sideline before we go out for the first play. And I just want to tell everybody, when when you find your purpose in life and you're able to fulfill it, <laughs> you, could, you could just go out there and play freely, guys. Danielle, you can go out there and just edit. And, like, you ain't even got to worry about where we're coming from. Because you know where we're going to be. You know that Roman yeah. is going to give us the ball. And we're, gonna, we're just going to take it to the end zone. And now that we've got this new playmaker added yes. to the podcast, I just... Yes. I mean... We're going to take you to the end zone, and that end zone is going to have not a single sing, hair. Not in. a single hair. I mean, not a single... Look, the amount of love that we have bestowed <laughs> to our listeners <laughs> is is just impeccable. And and it's a flawless presentation, Mr. Mr. Briscoe. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm on I'm on manscaped.com right now using looking to use promo code the athletic and I gotta say this is a nice sack here to put a bag I guess <laughs> to put all of your things in. Let it breathe. And we found it. Let it breathe. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Let it breathe. <laughs> so what do you guys think about the Chiefs signing Taco Charlton, huh? Oh, rotational D lineman can really come through 
if you need him in the weeks of seven, eight, nine, and ten when the injuries and the attrition start to pile up. Firmer first round talent, so you gotta take a flyer on him. <laughs> Could be a guy that you need deep into the season. Um, look, who's to say that Chris Jones plays a whole season next year healthy? Who's to say Frank Clark doesn't need a partner off the edge? Obviously, we know Alex Okafor is valuable, but he's coming off a right toral pec injury. Look, Taco is someone you might need um, to make this system continue to be strong. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins are retooling. Cowboys kind of looked into him. He's a chief now. I think uh, what's interesting about him, and Josh, you and I talked about this a little bit on 810, if you, if you, if you, he's got a size, strength, speed, um, combination that should allow him to function in Spagnolo's system, and I think Spagnolo's confident that he can maybe give this guy the Emmanuel Agba treatment, right? Mm-hmm. Make make mm-hmm. him a rotational dude because another big defensive end, two sixty, two sixty five, right? Got some length to him, but. Decent athleticism for his size, not necessarily a lot of bend or anything, but he's got some power, and he can close quickly when he gets a free run, which is the type of thing that Spagnolo tries to create with movement up front. Wouldn't surprise me if he had a couple of decent games and had some, maybe even some real good games in kind of that Ogba role, taking advantage of the system. And what's going to be great about that, if that happens, is we're going to get to hear from everyone how he's the best edge rusher in Kansas City. <laughs> hey, but you... Now, you, Seth, you say you, that with a, with a twinge of sarcasm. Right, but you might... You know, look, Seth, you may be prophetic. Who knows? I, I've seen this play before. How's that? <laughs> but I, I think I think it's a good signing. And you guys make some good points with regard, you know, Okafor, who had been healthy for most of his career, although he had one bad injury. You know, he he was nicked up at times last year. Clark was nicked up at times last year. They were getting pretty desperate along the edge. And now, I mean, he brings in a first-round talent to where, you know, you've got between Clark and Okafor and now him and Passanio, you've got a solid rotation of guys that you can move in and out who can do a few things. I, it's all good. I just feel like this show's going to be disoriented until we're done, and that's okay. Uh, we also, we I forgot to mention, I wanted to mention it earlier, but, I'm um, you know, we took the segue where we could find it. Dustin Colquitt, the Chiefs released him since the last pod that we did. Um, it was a little unclear right out of the gate exactly what the terms were, but Colquitt posted on Instagram about, you, you know, ending on, on a timeline that he didn't really want it to end on yet. So it sounded like that was going to be the case, and it was. Uh, the Chiefs have a couple of uh, of punters now on the roster, younger guys that will will save them some money. Um, but also sound like Colquitt may have been willing to take a little less money to stick around. I, I don't know, Nate, if there's anything in that story that isn't common knowledge or, or just what you took away from it. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to put this out even when it was made aware. And again, again, the Chiefs um, <laughs> making it known. And this is not Dustin's fault, but it's just like it's clear the Chiefs told Dustin. Um, I can't remember which night it was, whether it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday going into Thursday that like, Hey man, um, we've thought about it. We've crunched the numbers. We want to go younger. That's clearly what Dave Tobe has been thinking for at least the last two years. But Dustin Colquitt is so good and is such a calming presence for Harrison Bucker and was an influencer in the locker room that I don't even think we can really equate just because, uh, the outpour from his teammates, when it became clear that he wasn't going to be returning next year was overwhelming in a lot of ways for me, just because obviously seeing uh, Dustin within the locker room, understanding that he took a lot of what Will Shields brought to that locker room and then used it for a team that actually went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, But through talking to a number of people in January and then interviewing Dustin himself before we all went out to Miami for the Super Bowl, um, I asked him, and I rarely do this, where I ask somebody a question that I legitimately already know the answer to. And what I asked him was, was, do you think this is your last game in a Chiefs uniform? And Dustin did his best to understand that he probably knew I knew the answer and that, you know, for the sake of not bringing attention to himself, he himself probably knew it was going to be his last game in a Chiefs uniform. So we spent the, the whole week in Miami seeing one another and just understanding, like, in a lot of ways, this is the last. This is the last game for 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 Dustin Colquitt, unless something really um, unforeseen happens. And so, um, the Chiefs knew that this was going to be a tough decision. They knew that they would ultimately probably have to make it. It wasn't like Colquitt was going to make a ton of money next year. He was going to make roughly mm-hmm. a little over two million, if my memory's correct. But mm-hmm. they need as many 
and, and and we've talked about this before. They need as many young, inexpensive, you know, not even veteran minimum salaries, but just minimum salaries to yep. to be on the roster. If we are led to believe that Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones are going to sign contract extensions before training camp starts or when training camp, you know, somewhere in the middle of that, or even uh, say a week before, you know, real football begins with with week one. Um, so with all that in play, it was just. You know, it was it was nice to see that both fans, the organization, the the people within that building, and his teammates were able to give him the sort of send off um, that in 2020, even in a pandemic, was I think one of the more memorable days of this offseason. I think you have to look back at what Dustin meant for the franchise over the course of the 15 years. The fact that there was a small time in Chiefs history. And I'm not joking, where Dustin Colquitt was their best player on offense. And that is just <laughs> absurd to say. It speaks to his brilliance as a player um, who obviously knew what it meant to be a punter, a holder, um, somebody who was going to be steady and consistent, while also speaking to the fact that the Chiefs were horrid on offense at certain points mm. of his career. And so it is bittersweet, but it is also um, understandable and worthwhile that he ended his career with a Super Bowl championship. And Seth, you wrote about about Colquitt also. I did. Um, you know, there's a lot of what I didn't Nate mean to said. ask that as a question because I have read it, but I figured that you should talk about it, and I wasn't sure how to frame that better. No. <laughs> it was beautifully done. Seth, I, I, Seth did you write you, about Colquitt? There's literally no you, way for me to know for sure. You basically, I, I guess, here's the deal, man. When you spend no one can no one can drain threes from half court forever and the eight <laughs> minutes of that rule i mean l i mean this you can't expect someone to hit the bullseye that many times in a row so i have no problem with it asking you to continue that you were on dimaggio's streak man and it was a yeah. matter of time so i'm gassed yeah I, I get it i get it i understand man and now nate and i we got this we'll take that baton for me yeah, we'll take that baton and we will very streamlined and hairless run it to the finish line. <laughs> and so uh, here's the thing with Colquitt. Everything Nate said is absolutely I accurate. Took, I almost I almost spit water on two monitors and a microphone. Oh, no. I did take a big drink of water and that almost got me. That's my Ooh, bad. I'm, so, you're, no, you're good. Go off. So so the thing with Colquitt, I wrote about him. I wrote about some of his best moments as a Chief. And a few of them include like just some booming punts that people forget about. Like like the Chiefs' second game of, of Andy Reid's tenure, right, against the Cowboys. Look it up. Chiefs don't win that game if Dustin Colquitt isn't awesome. Like, it, the, the the offense wasn't very good that day. They scored 17 points. Remember when the offense used to score, like, 17 points on the regular and then we would play <laughs> the defense? Oh. Yes, I do. Oh, I don't miss those days. Yeah. I Like, it's nice that, like, the wor- biggest thing we have to argue about right now is a running back who even the people aren't happy here agree he's probably going to be awesome. Like, that's the biggest problem we currently have or, other than, or, like, well, Breland's got bigger like, problems. Hey, you, you might not, you just might not have a starting corner for four weeks, but ah, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's yeah, an issue. Yeah, but, but, like, at this point we're like ah, does it really matter probably not and that's probably just not. it's a weird world we live in so um if you watch that game they they only scored 17 but dallas only scored 16 because like justin houston and Dontari Poe were unbelievable fun game to rewatch by the way if you're looking at stuff on game pass colquitt pinned them back inside their five several times pinned them back inside the 15 several more times and he made the greatest punt i've ever seen in my life where he punted it it was like I think about 60 yards from where he kicked it and it just died in the corner. Like it bounced like on the one yard line, just bounced straight up in the air and then just hit the ground and just stayed right there. And Marcus Cooper ruined it by running out of bounds and then running out and grabbing the ball. Oh, I was so mad. But so like I wrote about things like that because he was very consistent, made a bunch of important plays and his you you cannot Nate I'm glad you alluded to this you cannot overstate his presence in the locker room a couple guys even said like you know how much sway he had in the locker room like Tyreek Hill commented on that like that he's he was one of the guys in the locker room despite being a punter that matters that stuff does matter whether people like to think it does or not the biggest thing for me with going through some of the best moments of him as a chief is the whole one of us thing with him is like he was just such a he is such an approachable kind of it's almost like he's laughing that this is his job 
as he does things, right? Like the comments that he makes. And he's just like this every man who's awesome at his job as a punter, who just like, you know, like when Mahomes threw his 50th touchdown and Colquitt was getting ready to punt, his he yeah. was mic'd up. And he's like, right are you serious? Are you serious? I, I could have sworn I was going to have to punt. I need my gloves. Guys, what is happening? And like, just, the, <laughs> and he had it the, was so funny. And the best part is he had to literally run the length of the field because they, they were at yeah. like the... They were deep in their own territory, so at some point, it's right. like it's like third and ten against the Raiders. <laughs> Demarcus Robinson scores like I don't know a seventy yard touchdown, and it's just like Dustin's right. like, oh my god! Like not only do I need my gloves, yeah. but now I've got to run the length of the field to get in, you know, field goal <laughs> yeah, or PAT formation. And then once he gets there, he's yelling at the offensive players, "Are you guys serious? Are you serious?" And that that joy, and then like some of the promo videos that they had him do leading up to the Super Bowl. Look, a lot of those guys said a lot of things leading up to Super Bowl, and I know it meant a lot to all of them. Dustin Colquitt is the only one who I saw who I swear, like, afterward, looked like he was tearing up, talking about how much it meant to him. Because he has been there, guys, 15 years. I hadn't met my wife. The Batman Begins hadn't come out yet. <laughs> like, this is like, George W. Bush had just been reelected. Guys, like everyone ta- was talking about hanging chads and stuff. Um, I mean, like I was looking up some stuff that went down. Like digital giant MySpace was dominating what some people were starting to refer to as social media. I I, I said, man, you know, normally I would show like do like a tweet. You know, I would click, I would embed a tweet from when you know he was selected in the third round, which is another thing that used to this happen. Is absurd. Punters yeah. used to get selected in the third round of the draft. That's a whole separate conversation. But like. I was like, well, normally I'd embed a tweet here, but Twitter literally didn't exist when he was drafted. Like, it's been so long. He's gone through, I, th- I think I counted, it was, it was five head coaches and four GMs, or the other way around. It's just this unbelievable amount. Like, a dozen starting quarterbacks, and he has been the constant. And, I don't know. It's weird that he's no longer there, and I just hope Chiefs fans remember him um, because he really was, he was kind of, you know, for Chiefs fans, he was kind of like one of us. And I think that's a big deal. Uh, this is sort of a segue, but something else I wanted to at least get you guys to talk about for a second is I imagine that all three of us have now seen the Alex Smith E60. I you, you mentioned back the, uh, the offense previously and the guy who had been here in a, in a previous era and everything. Um, I have seen it. I actually, I don't, I don't know what you guys have seen and haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I've just seen the previews. I'm waiting till I have time to like really sit down and watch it, and I'm not eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nate, did you watch it? Uh, we have it recorded. I have not watched. Wow, it. I have not watched it. Really? No, I haven't. It's, okay. It's, it's it was it aired. Uh, it aired Friday, right? So it's like a it's it was kind of an unusual time, uh, and then we just didn't get back to it this weekend because secretly which I'm now telling everyone, um, we just discovered, like, we didn't just discover, but, like, we just dove into the Lake of Ozark on Netflix, and uh, uh, uh-huh. we've, we've been swimming in that, you know, mayhem ever since. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm going I'm going to watch it. I, I'm not someone who, again, these hands were extremely meant to type. <laughs> it's not as if I really need to see like not blood in like a dramatic action movie. Yes, no. This is like somebody's body um, that went through a lot, um, and so I'm going to watch it. But I'm always kind of squeamish at that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's gonna happen at some point. I've heard from various players uh, who know a little bit about what was going on with Alex over the past year, like just kind of in like you know small talk or whatever. Um, so I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, but I have not watched it yet. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Well, I mean, I I feel bad too. Yeah. Good. You know what? Good. You want to, you want to, you want to give your review? You want to give your review? Mr. Briscoe, you can, you can spoiler alert this for me. Well, I mean, look, I'll, I'll say there, there was, I have one serious takeaway and one's less. So one is that I, I genuinely had the question going into it of like, why does this dude actually like even consider wanting to play football mm-hmm. again? In some ways, like, hey, when did you, why did you not just decide to go ahead and chop off that leg? Which 
you'll get to that part in the in the E60. I'm sure to be like, yo, like I I don't need my leg that bad to go through what I'm looking at right now. Um, but I thought I did a really good job of not not telling you why he wanted to continue pushing to play football again and still tries to. But I feel like it it shows that pretty well. Like there's a moment in there where where his wife talks about it a little bit and just kind of the like whatever the light in his eye or you know it, it, it's hard to talk about it without it seeming kind of corny. But that's why I think they did a very good job in showing like oh yeah this having this all as an option for him down the line actually helps the recovery process. Um, so I thought that was one of my biggest takeaways in that way. The other thing is that you say you're squeamish, Nate. You've seen the picture in the trailer, right? You guys have both seen that, the, the leg picture in the trailer? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So spoiler alert, just so you know what you're going into here. Uh, there's that picture. <clears throat> and then they go in and they do a, they do a, a number of debriefments. And I think there are, I think there are four total pictures. There's that one. And then there's the one after they clean out some of the infection. Oh. And you're like, oh, that's not good looking. I don't like that. And then there's the next one where you're like, oh, my God, how does this happen? And then there's the the next one. And I do think you should see it. And I think, frankly, anyone who's – if you're squeamish, I know that I'm, like, now challenging. I'm telling you that you're going to be squeamish about it. But it's so jarring that it will, it genuinely, completely, that that series of four images completely changed retroactively how I look at this entire story, um, because the, it gets to a point where you're, we, I don't know how any human being could look at that and say, that's a leg on its way back right now. It is, it, it hmm. seems impossible. It also puts the rest of the story in, in more context that way. Right. Uh, but it is jarring. It's 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 very jarring, and don't don't be eating um, anything right. actually right. while you're watching it. Right. Yeah. I it, it's it's, someone, it's very well told. It's a very good story. Someone well someone shared on on Twitter. Someone whom you no longer talk about, Josh. Um, mm. There was a there was a press conference where after a game, someone had had talked to. I don't remember when this was. I think it was in 2017. Oh, I, oh, I know every detail of this story. I, this is you, my wheelhouse. I'll let you go ahead and tell it though, because I'm afraid that I'm going to say too much. Oh, I would love for you to say too much. So I'm going to give the bare bones, and I'd love to hear more background on it. Basically, one of the running jokes among Kansas City media members um, is this incident that occurred where after a game, someone asked Alex Smith. Like, hey, you got a chance to show off in this game, like kind of running around and kind of like show your toughness, something you haven't really done much in Kansas City. And like the room, and this is a room full of reporters, mm-hmm. erupts in laughter. And you hear Alex Smith, and I don't have the video, but I remember I remember seeing the video. Yeah. He just kind of chuckles and like gives his head just like a little shake, and he's like, yeah, soft. And he just like, and he handles it just fine because mm-hmm. Alex Smith is a super nice dude. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was funny then, and it's even funnier now, because, like, look, there were a lot of debates about Alex Smith as a quarterback. I, I was a big proponent of replacing him with Mahomes. Maybe they should have even done it sooner. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Good, not mm-hmm. great quarterback. But as far as toughness goes, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and, like, I, I just think it's it's cool to see this other side of Alex Smith because people assume, because maybe he's not as much of a risk taker as a quarterback, that maybe he's got more of a chicken heart kind of thing or whatever. But it's just not true. The man is a lion. It's ridiculous. And so I would love to hear if you have any more background on that story. Because it's so funny hearing a room full of media people laugh at a question that got asked. Because generally speaking, there's courtesy there, right? You don't want to like... Mm-hmm embarrass someone but they literally laughed at the person who asked the question and it was a it was such a sublime moment because you see it's kind of like remember when mitch morse got signed by the bills of course i'm going to say this about mitch because he's my guy and like every media member in kansas city was like oh man good for mitch like you get to see these windows occasionally what reporters and people who cover the team really think of someone because yes. you don't always see that, right? It's not always like, oh, good for that guy for getting paid. But like when Morse got paid, everyone was like, yes, get your money, Mitch. And it was, you know, it was awesome. Same thing with Alex Smith. Like when people were like, hey, don't challenge Alex Smith's toughness. You saw like that respect that they had for him. And I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, I will not be sharing any more information about that story um, I, right here, right now. I was not on the beat. 
in that season, so it was not me. It was it was not Nate. <laughs> it was not Nate. Uh, and it wasn't me. You know, for the you record. know who it was. Oh, yeah. oh, I do. Yeah. Are are they still on the beat? I don't want to talk. Hey, Seth, I don't want to talk about it right now because uh, there is the the thin pane of glass that separates me from that gives me some space in this story. Something that I'll tell you. I'll talk to you about afterwards. I'll talk to you whenever the podcast is done rolling. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm excited. Are we done then? No, I'm kidding. But it, it, it's a great thing. <laughs> I'm really excited to watch the documentary. It's one of the rare documentaries that my wife and I are going to be able to watch together because it's got like the health stuff and she's interested in, in a lot of those things. But like the dude is just ridiculous. He really is a ridiculously yeah. awesome. He human. was the number and one pick in the draft. So yes, it also it goes back. It goes back to his high school days in some and, and like. It it it's not that there's any it's not like there was a bunch of stuff I didn't know, but there was all that stuff that I feel like I didn't understand until now. Like it kind of is the reminder, like, oh yeah, he went first. And and then Sam Mellinger had a had like a little snippet about like a question he'd asked Alex Smith that he played one game as a collegiate quarterback, thinking that he actually was an NFL quarterback, like literally the bowl game his junior year. He felt he felt like he could be an NFL quarterback, and then he goes one and his whole career I mean the first twenty minutes is basically kind of painting the picture. And the next 40, then, is kind of about the leg and everything. But it's just, it's wild. You guys should watch it. We'll do. We should. We should, re, we should readdress all of this after we watch it. And we'll do, like, scales of 1 to 10 how gross we thought it was. Yep. That sounds good. That sounds good to me. Um, okay, real quick. Uh, a couple a couple quickies here. Uh, do you guys care about the Chiefs signing Shea Patterson, the quarterback from Michigan? I'm paid to care. <laughs> Yeah, good. Man, we're pulling that curtain back today, aren't we? <laughs> so, next topic then. So, uh, Nate, how do you feel about the schedule that's going to be released on Thursday? You care? Okay, Roger. I don't make many requests, but on behalf of me and everybody else who knows where I'm going, there is a certain coach who is also a general manager who also made literally the dumbest decision in last year's playoffs. If the Houston Texans are not on, if they are not in Arrowhead Stadium on September 10th, the Thursday yes. night where the Chiefs are projected to raise their banner, if we are allowed to, you know, come back to some bit of normalcy, I, it needs to be the Texans. I need Bill O'Brien to, to return to the scene of the crime where he thought, it was not a good option to go for it on fourth and one deep in his opponent's territory, but it, he thought it was a great idea deep in his own territory to run a fake punt um, when the Chiefs were starting <laughs> to build momentum in the greatest comeback in franchise history. So, if if you if you want my advice, Roger Goodell, it's Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, yep. and the yep. mismatch yes. of Andy Reid versus Bill O'Brien. Yep. It has to be. So here, here's here's the setup for... I'm just going to give you the home games for now. Obviously, they play the Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers home and road. The other Chiefs' home opponents will be the Falcons, Panthers, Patriots, Jets, and the Texans. The Patriots would have been great, yep. except for now we're talking... You want you want, you want want uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jarrett Stidham? Yeah. Because I, I don't. I don't want that opening. <laughs> the, the Sign me up. <laughs> I want them to win. this. I want this to be like... You know, early college season powerhouse. This is a tune-up game. That's what I want, and I want it to be the Patriots. I and I want Andy Reid to unveil everything because we know <laughs> Belichick first game of the year. He doesn't care about those things. I want Andy Reid to say, "Man, we're scoring seventy. We are showing people it's dead. It's over. Put some dirt on them. Spit on their grave. Walk away. Never bring flowers. Don't mow it. Let it grow. Oh no! And it's Jesus. over." There will be no manscaping of this grave. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Wow. I definitely just freaked out that, my wife. That escalated. So, yeah. I just she, heard a door she, open. She heard me say, she heard me, yeah, my my doors are straight from horror movies. That, that, yes. that escalated quickly. Where are we? Yeah. God, yeah. I just teleported no. to Seth. I, I, I tried dungeon. to tell you guys at the beginning of the podcast, okay? Oh, you're right. It's happening. <laughs> By the way, the Chiefs' road schedule is great. Ravens, Bills, Dolphins, oh. Saints, uh, Saints, Buccaneers, and then their divisional yes. opponents. That's a run right there. Not man, they have had a tough schedule every year for like a few years mm-hmm. running. Now, 
Why, Nate, you're the you're a reporter. Why does the NFL hate the Chiefs? Well, they won the Super Bowl, and if they could put yeah. Patrick Mahomes on primetime TV ten times instead of five, they'd do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, they sure would. <laughs> Absolutely would. Uh, all right, is that everything? Are we done? We went over an hour. We covered a lot of ground. We shaved a lot of <laughs> topics off of the rundown. What? <laughs> Seth also wrote about Lucas Niang. It's it's really good. Yeah. It's good reading. Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's a good topic. You got 30 seconds on Lucas Niang, or can we shave that one off also? I did it again. Oh, you know what? I don't have the uh, the the safest uh, the the safest blades available, so we should probably be careful about how much we do shave. You know, so I would just say this: Lucas Niang, keep an eye on him. It's going to depend on his ability to to be more consistent with his hands, especially. But I got to tell you, that dude, first round talent. Absolutely first-round talent. If he's healthy all the way, the guards better watch out because he's not going to be easy to keep on the bench, I think. All right, there it is. That's the podcast. Uh, you can, uh, if you if you have not subscribed, by the way, because again, Seth's got that up right now. He's got also got the, the pieces on Clyde Edwards-Alaire and, and, uh, and uh, Willie Gay Jr. They're all great, and the video clips there really move everything along. It shows Willie Gay's speed. It shows the difference between 2018 and 2019. Lucas Niang, if you're not already subscribed to The Athletic and you're missing all of that, how does 40% off sound? Can we can we entice you that way? Theathletic.com slash times ours. You can follow all of us on Twitter at ByNateTaylor, at RealMNChiefsFan, at JBBriscoe. You can tweet us with the hashtag times ours. All right, there it is. That's the podcast. Nate, put it to bed. Handle your business and let the self-love flow through you. Gross. Gross. I'm walking away from my microphone. <laughs>